Fire and the Flood Part 3 of the Fiends with Benefits series Ugo Domen's Potfic Written by Verdant Valpus And read by Literarian Chapter 16 The Tower Part 2 Summary They reunite and Crowley makes an impossible request. Content warnings. Explicit sexual content and trauma. Crowley breathed a bitter sigh of relief as the Archangel vanished back up to heaven. That was one obstacle successfully dodged. She'd been afraid the angels had sensed her after the healer stood up from the drunk and started urgently scanning the crowd. Crowley had been watching, hidden behind some wooden crates, and she held her breath, readying herself to run, but she needn't have worried. Now the blasted healer was gone and she could concentrate better on what to do with Zira. Do with Zira. What to do with the angel. Hi. A chipper voice greeted from behind her. Crowley squeaked, badly startled, and spun to face the archangel. She dropped her egg basket in her fright, and it hovered, captured by archangelic power, before writing itself and its contents and returning gently into her arms. Crowley waited a bit, then disappeared the eggs back to the dimension they'd come from. Uh, she muttered, confused. You must be Crowley. Raphael beamed at her, extending a hand which Crowley glanced at, then ignored. I'm Raphael. I know who you bloody well are, Crowley hissed. Back off, I bite. I know, Raphael nodded. You're highly venomous. It took absolute yonks to work out a... Crowley lashed out and grabbed the archangel by their ridiculous hair. She saw the stupid foxier eyes widen in shock just before she struck with dripping fangs and found herself brutally blasted down the alley and into a wooden fence. She shook her head, dazed as Raphael joined her, frowning. I don't want to fight you, they said, extending their hand again, this time to help Crowley up. The demon still had a bit of pride left, though, and staggered to her feet herself. Throwing me about's a funny way to show it, fussball. Crowley spout, shaking out her skirts. You're female? Raphael observed brightly. From what Aziraphale said, I'd assumed you were male. Are you always female or do you change your form? Does your corporation's whole physiology change too? You're a shifter like I am, right? I bet it does then. Can you do it at will? Where are your venom glands stored? Obviously, you don't need to be in a serpent form to strike. Are they behind your eyes? Does it affect how you taste food? Do you always have fangs? Do you ever bite your tongue? What does... Crowley stood there, 
dumbfounded as the little archangel, who'd just shoved her four and a half meters through a fence, now gleefully rifled off questions without waiting for a single answer. She blinked and wondered if maybe she'd fallen asleep and this was a weird dream. She shouldn't have tried one of those eggs. <laughs> Sorry, Raphael tittered nervously. I'm just a bit excited. <laughs> you know I'm a demon, right? Crowley asked, feeling more confused than frightened now. What exactly has Zira been saying about me? Zira? Raphael echoed with wide-eyed amazement. You gave him a pet name? Shut up, Crowley hissed. He's my mortal enemy and I call him all sorts of things. Doesn't mean anything. Here's your spectacles, the healer went on, not really listening. Sorry for hitting you like that. You surprised me and I guess I don't know my own strength. Oh, Crowley hated this little shit. Thanks, she hissed, snatching the glasses back. The humans don't exactly respond well to me without them. Why not? Once again, Crowley was struck mute by confusion and outrage. She stared at the idiot archangel and slowly pointed at her eyes. You can't change them? Raphael asked, confused. Oh, yes. Crowley definitely hated them. No, she growled. Can't bloody change what I am. Oh, do all demons have eyes like yours? What? No, I, I'm the serpent of Eden. I'm a snake demon. Sure, but you're a shapeshifter too, right? Couldn't you requisition another animal form if you wanted? I... Crowley blinked, having never considered that before. I like being a snake, she replied coldly. I like who I am. Don't need to pretty myself up like some people. You mean angels? The archangel clarified, clearly missing the slight. I mean, you have us there. Most of them are pretty and they know it. It's not really important, though, is it? I mean, look at all the stuff you can do. I've never seen a poison like yours before or since. Did you manifest the venom yourself or did it come down from another department? What are you even talking about? Crowley asked, exasperated. Are you going to smite me? Can you just get on with it? Heavens, no! Raphael looked honestly taken aback at the suggestion, chronic pacifists that they were. You don't understand the opportunity I have here. I'm not even supposed to be on Earth, let alone talking to a demon. No offense. Okay, Crowley drawled, still lost. What do you want from me? Well, um... The healer's good humor finally seemed to dampen now that Crowley was forcing them to get to the point. If it isn't too much trouble, I was wondering if I could get a sample of your venom. Please? <laughs> oh, really? Crowley laughed mirthlessly. 
<laughs> yeah, sure thing, Fussball. I'd be happy to send you back upstairs with all the venom your little body can handle. To be clear, Raphael swallowed thickly, backing up a step. I need an unadulterated sample for study. I've learned everything I can from Aziraphale's discoverations. Distant memories resurfaced, making Crowley feel slightly ill. She didn't like to think about the days when she and the angel were enemies. You haven't bidden him in a long time, Raphael was saying, while Crowley recovered from the slew of bad memories and worse feelings. That's what made me wonder if you'd lose the ability when you took human form, but clearly that's not the case. Of course, the way Aziraphale talks about you, maybe you don't want to bite him. What's that supposed to mean? Crowley snapped as a lurid wobbliness flopped in her stomach. Ah, uh, Raphael looked around, then lowered their voice before continuing in hushed tones. Are you on our side? A chill ran up Crowley's spine. Dangerous, dangerous assumption to let float about. Blasted angels were going to get her in a heap of trouble. She leaned in closer to the angel until she could smell the slight eucalyptus scent from their hair. Let me be very clear, little lion, she hissed. I'm a demon of hell and no friend of heaven. Oh, Raphael looked more disappointed than afraid. Okay, I guess that's a no to the venom sample then. You're probably not keen on there being an antidote after all. That's a no, Crowley agreed coldly. Now either smite me or fuck off. I'm a busy demon. Raphael flinched and vanished in a flash of light that left Crowley blinking through sparkling afterimages and feeling a little sunburned. What a maddeningly confusing conversation. What had Zira been telling the fluffy archangel? Whatever it was, Crowley intended to find out and then she intended to make him suffer for it. She tracked the principality back to the same place he was staying when she saw him last and banged on the door. Open up, Angel! She shouted angrily. Got a bone to pick with you, you feather-brained... Crowley! Zira cried, throwing the door open wide. The smile on the angel's face was pure joy and Crowley's body did that inconvenient, fluttery hot thing again. Yes, me, she grunted, blushing and hating it. So you and your little fr... Zira interrupted her again, this time by grabbing her by the front of her bodice and yanking her into the room. The door closed with a definitive click of a lock, and then Crowley was being kissed. Her body definitely did the fluttery hot thing. Sorry, Zira mumbled, his lips still pressing fevered kisses against Crowley's neck.
I wanted to get back sooner, but I couldn't. Are you still angry with me? I'm sorry. Whatever it was I did wrong, I'm sorry. You! Crowley blinked slowly, confused all over again. It didn't help that Zira was holding her like that, supporting her body in the crook of one arm while the other pulled her hair free of her scarf, then stole her glasses, casting them aside so he could peer soulfully into her eyes. Hard to concentrate when her breath was coming out in soft, eager gasps and her cunt was drooling hot between her thighs. Fuck. You thought I was angry? She asked finally. I shouldn't have kept spanking you, Zira moaned. I thought you liked it. You seemed to like it and I was enjoying it too and I thought... He shook his head sadly and gently cupped the demon's cheek. It doesn't matter what I thought. You were so upset when you woke up and then you ran off. I wanted to find you, but I had been recalled to heaven. I've been trying to get back to you ever since. <laughs> Crowley snorted, hiding her blush by pressing her face deeper into the angel's palm. Slightly story. Saw you and your archangel friend in the market. Replaced me pretty fucking quick, didn't you? Bet Raphael's wild in the sack, eh? Probably knows all sorts of things about bodies, too. Probably a treasure trove of sexy tricks. I hadn't thought to ask. Zira murmured with that faraway look in his eye he got when he was considering something new. Crowley silently berated herself for giving him ideas. They certainly might be knowledgeable in that field, but they don't have any practical interest as far as I know. Wait. Zira looked at her fondly then and smiled slyly. Crowley positively pulsed with arousal. That look was simultaneously affectionate and saucy, and it did things to her. Wait a minute, he continued, fully smirking now as she blushed away in his arms. Crowley, are you jealous? What? Crowley squawked. Am I... what me? <laughs> That's... I'm not... Crowley hissed through her teeth. Whatever. It's a perfectly respectable thing for a demon to be in it. Envy's a sin, right? Indeed, Zira murmured, gazing at her with naked hunger. And if you're envious of my friendship with Raphael, does that mean that I'm forgiven for my earlier blunder? Crowley still couldn't believe that Zira believed she was angry with him this whole time and was repentant. She'd been sure she cocked everything up by storming out that night. But if the angel wanted to blame himself, that was more than fine. Yeah, I guess so, she shrugged. Let's just forget it, eh? 
Thank you, dear. Zira gushed, folding her back up in strong arms. Crowley relaxed into the embrace, breathing in the warm, familiar scent of him. When it was enough, she swept her tongue up the side of his throat, tasting the scent stronger, taking it inside herself. Zira shivered and gasped pleasantly. Faint, he groaned before closing his lips over hers once more. Crowley returned the kiss eagerly, wriggling closer in the circle of his arms and sighing as the angel tilted her back to deepen the kiss. Their tongues tangled and toyed gently, licking into each other's mouths, remapping the old familiar cartography of lips, teeth, palate and cheek. Crowley whimpered, clawing her way closer still. After nearly half a century apart, this was what she needed. All the anger and resentment of the day dissolved in the hot, wet fog of lust. Have me, she begged, reaching for the ties of his breeches. The codpiece fell away at once, and Zira groaned as she cupped his length, already half-hard. Will you let me get undressed first? <laughs> the angel laughed brokenly as Crowley stroked him to full arousal. Not if you plan to do it the human way. Crowley growled playfully before nipping the angel's lip. That would take forever, but these breeches and hose are crotchless and I'm wearing skirts, so... Crowley took the angel's hand and drew it up under her heavy skirts to demonstrate. Zira's eyes flew wide as Crowley drew his hand up to the wetness at her folds and it was then that the demon remembered he hadn't worn this effort with the angel before. Uh, shit, sorry, she stuttered, releasing the angel's hand at once. Forgot you don't, that you prefer. I can change it. No, don't, Zira insisted. There was a brief ripple of magic, and then they were both naked. It turned out Zira wasn't invested in doing things the human way after all. You're beautiful, the angel breathed, trailing soft fingers over the swell of Crowley's breasts and making her shiver and moan. I know you have a, a preference, Crowley shrugged, blushing at the way Zira's praise made her want to swoon. It's really no trouble. I assume you chose this form for a reason, Zira replied softly. You never have to change your body for me, Crowley. I find you striking regardless. Crowley's chest fluttered and her cunt clenched around nothing. The angel's words were simultaneously too much and just perfect. 
She was frightened by the intimacy in his eyes, and yet she was positively dripping with desire. Fortunately, Zera seemed to only have one thing on his mind and soon did away with Crowley's mental conflict by dropping to his knees and swirling his tongue between her thighs. Ah, you... your tongue is... Crowley's dismayed gasp trailed off into a boneless groan as Zira did something magnificently fluttery with his tongue. Do you like that? the angel asked, looking up at her and licking his lips. I took up learning contrabassoon while I was away. Heaven was dreadfully boring, and I thought the tongue exercises might come in handy when I saw you again. The last was said with a lewd wink, pulling a delighted laugh from Crowley's lungs, before the angel's face vanished again between her thighs. Her knees suddenly weak, Crowley found herself falling backwards onto the bed, hips steadied by strong hands. Zira moved with her, kneeling on the floor and pulling one of her legs up over his shoulder. Here she had been jealous, oh yes, wow, of the angel moving on and the whole time he'd been trying to get back to her. And while she didn't believe he'd really learned contrabassoon to better lick and suck her into oblivion, she... Couldn't deny the skill. Huh. Certainly had some crossover. Oh, angel, there. She wheezed, unconsciously gripping Zira's hair and pulling his face deeper into her twitching cunt. Oh, she'd done this with a vulva before, although admittedly she'd given more than received. But somehow Zira was lighting it up in new, unexpected ways. A strange warmth was flooding through her, down to her knees and up across her ribs. Her nipples were dark, firm nubs under the angel's playful thumbs as he kneaded her breasts and made her arch off the bed. That strong tongue licked a wet path from her ass to her clit before sliding up inside her. Crowley made a sound like a dying cow. You taste intoxicating, my darling, Zira moaned, smacking his lips and pressing in again. Crowley's eyes rolled back as the pleasure built. The angel massaged her with his entire mouth before finally sucking her swollen clit between his lips and stuttering the tip of his tongue against it like the reed of a contrabassoon and Crowley's orgasm burst forth, tearing a startled cry from her lips as a gush of wetness flooded from her fluttering gait. The pleasure rolled through her like a wave, cresting at her sex and washing out to effervesce at her scalp and toes. Dearest, Zira groaned, his eyes dark with lust. 
Crowley's chest was heaving and she nearly came again when she glanced down the length of her body and took in the sight of him. His face was slick and shining from her juices, his hair tucked wildly astray, and yet he seemed so comfortable, happy. Zira was happy. Wait, did he just call her dearest? You're so wet. Zira sighed huskily, massaging her slick folds with his thumb before pressing in. Crowley shuddered at another strong throb of arousal. Her knee was still slung lazily over Zira's shoulder, so her hips curled up with him when he slowly stood, pressing between her thighs. His silken erection brushed along the curve of her arse, leaving behind a thin trail of his own slickness as he gently slid two fingers deep inside her. Crowley whined pathetically, watching the angel close the slight distance between them until he was fully atop her. She could smell herself on his breath, and it drove her feral with need. The dark grey eyes bore into hers, heavy with some unknown emotion that called up an answering thrum in her own dark heart. Dearest, have you, you say, he whispered before kissing her once more, hard and deep. Crowley rolled her hips against him and opened her mouth and legs in invitation. Zira slid inside, stretching her slowly, sweetly kissing her as he bottomed out and Crowley was coming again with a helpless wail. Crowley, Zira gasped, rolling his hips smoothly as she shook apart beneath him. He kissed her collarbone and throat and chin, slowly calling her back to herself as the climax dissolved into something between afterglow and renewed arousal. Zira was buried deep between her legs, rocking slowly like a ship on calm seas, pulling soft grunts and gasps from them both. It was gentle and relaxing, but somehow hot as anything they'd done before. Their bodies met and gave with liquid ease, and yet something untouchable inside the demon chafed against a sweet echo of dearest. Zira held her, kissed her, looked at her with heavy-lidded affection, and a bright realization sliced through the fog of sex and cut Crowley to the bone. This was love. Zira loved her. But demons couldn't, shouldn't be loved. What was wrong with the bloody fool? He couldn't possibly be so stupid as to waste his love on her. But he was an angel, a creature made to love. 
In this regard, Zira had always been the most angelic of the angels. If anyone could love a demon, then... But he shouldn't. She couldn't ever accept it, and it would ruin everything besides. They had a decent thing going here. The arrangement and the sex. The friendship, strange as it was. This couldn't happen. He was confused. This couldn't happen. Crowley wrapped her legs around Zira's hips and pulled them closer together, urging the gentle lovemaking into something harder, faster, shallower. Zira moaned and buried his face in her neck, increasing his thrusts only marginally, but enough to make Crowley cry out in pleasure despite her silent mental crisis. The sunny scent of his love continued to swirl around them unabated. More than that, there was divinity too. It was glowing dimly in the gentle shine of his eyes, a sunshine feeling she hadn't tasted since before the fall. Grace! Stop! She yelped. The shock and fear of it propelled her into action, and she pressed her hands against Zira's shoulders. He gasped and disengaged at once, moving away to sit beside her as she curled up defensively. What is it? Did I hurt you? Zira asked anxiously. It hadn't. It hadn't hurt at all, strangely enough. But what was she to say? What was she going to do? If she ran now, he'd no doubt blame himself, heaping undeserved torment on himself for no reason. If she called him out for his unexpected feelings, then he'd be humiliated and he'd likely be the one to run. Even if the arrangement survived, Crowley could say farewell to any hope of sex in the future. No, she croaked. You couldn't hurt me, Angel, but I really wish you would. She sat up, gathering all her inner armor and burying the pain in her heart. Her body shifted automatically, flowing seamlessly into her male form by the time he faced the confused angel. He forced an insolent grin on his face, his jaw aching from the effort of it. I'm a demon, Zira. I don't like that gentle sweet rot. It's against my very nature, yeah? Oh, Zira murmured his golden brows pulled low in confusion. I'm sorry, I thought... Do you know how I spent the years you were away? Crowley smirked. Spent them in the tower. Zira gasped and recoiled, just as he expected. Then unexpectedly snatched Crowley up in his arms, cuddling him protectively. Crowley blinked. 
Oh, Crowley! What did they do to you? I'm so sorry. I should have... What? No, you git. I wasn't the one being tortured. Crowley spat, wrestling his way out of the angel's warm embrace. I was there watching. Not for work or anything. Just because I wanted to be there. I don't understand, Zira told him earnestly. Why would you want to see that awfulness? From what little you've told me of hell, I'd assume you'd had more than your fill of that sort of thing. I'm evil, Aziraphale, Crowley snarked, emphasizing the angel's full name. And I like evil things. And I like pain. I like giving it, and I like it in sex. Does that repulse you? Which part? Crowley hesitated, not expecting this to become a debate. Zira rolled his eyes and continued. Which part are you asking repulses me? Liking rough sex? No, nor does it surprise me. We've been intimate for centuries, Crowley. As for your assertion that you enjoy causing pain, it certainly isn't my favorite thing about you, dear boy, but again, I've known you a very long time. I'm quite familiar with your line of work. Crowley frowned. This wasn't going the way he'd anticipated. Why did Zira have to be so obstinate? Hit me, he demanded. Excuse me? Zira scoffed. Crowley smirked, finally locating a weak spot in the angel's acceptance of him. He summoned up a whip and pressed it into the angel's hands. Zira dropped it immediately, as though it burned him, and stared at it in open horror. Flog me. I want you to. No! Zira cried. That's outrageous! I'm a demon. Crowley shrugged, turning to present his bare back. It's not like you can actually hurt me with that in any way that I'm not intimately familiar with. And I deserve it, don't I? Snow less than a fiend deserves from you lot. So go ahead. Try to break me, angel. Mark me up. You're being ridiculous, Zira spat angrily. Stop this, Crowley. Hurt me, Crowley urged, the darkness inside him taking over his little ruse and spinning it into a real need. Please, wait. Pick up the whip and carve your name into my skin with the lashes. Wait, what? Mark me up as yours. What? No, wait. No, wait. Crowley frowned, shocked by his own words. Zira was pale and shaking, silver tears rolling down soft cheeks. No, wait, Crowley repeated nervously. What is wrong with you? 
Zira sobbed. I don't... I didn't mean that, Crowley said, wincing at the lie. He hadn't meant to mean it, and yet... I don't want that. I don't want this. He gestured at the whip and vanished it. Zira relaxed a bit once it was gone, but his eyes were still wide and sorrowful. I didn't mean to frighten you, Angel, but I'm... I know what you are, Crowley. (laughs) Zira sniffed, wiping his eyes. Crowley swallowed. You are the serpent, sent to lead mankind astray and do hell's work on earth. You lie and you cheat and you trick. You deceive Crowley. You're doing it now, although I don't know why. Not, Crowley muttered defensively, quite sure he'd lost sense of what he had been trying to accomplish with this farce in the first place. This had all gone spectacularly tits up. You're a demon. I'm an angel. I get it, Zira continued pointedly. But that isn't all we are, my dear. You're more than what hell made of you, at least to me. Dearest, Crowley remembered now the word reverberating off his empty ribs. My dear, he sneered. No longer dearest then, am I? Suppose I was worried over nothing. What's just something you say in the heat of the moment now, is it? Oh, good lord, is that what was bothering you? Zira rebuked, and Crowley felt his cheeks warm in a flush of humiliation. As a matter of fact, dearest, no. You are indeed the dearest to me. I'm quite willing to stand behind what I said. Zira held himself stiffly, nose in the air, an open challenge to Crowley's expected verbal barrage. Crowley wanted to scream at him, wanted to shake him, strike him down. He wanted to bite Zira and fill him up with so much venom that he tasted in the back of his throat whenever he thought of being so stupid again. He wanted to kiss him. Fine. He sulked instead. Whatever. It's very evolved of you, Angel. Just so long as you don't start getting ideas that I'm supposed to reciprocate. Heaven forbid. (laughs) Zira snorted, rolling his eyes again. Crowley really didn't like this new eye-rolling habit the Angel had picked up. Demons can't love, Crowley hissed. Had it all burnt out of us in the fall. Just being upfront with you, since you say I'm such a deceiver. Zira frowned at that and went very quiet. Crowley began to wonder if maybe he'd gone too far again, but finally the angel sighed and shrugged. We're friends though, still? He asked quietly. 
Shit, yes! Crowley nearly fell over in haste to confirm. Maybe they could still salvage this. If you still wanna be, then yes. Nothing has to change. That's all I was trying to say. Nothing has to change between us. I like how it's been. I rather think things would change if I started flogging you as you asked. Zira grumbled petulantly, and it was Crowley's turn to roll his eyes. Already told you, I didn't mean it. It was just, I don't know, being dramatic. You? Zira smirked, and Crowley felt pangs of annoyance and affection simultaneously. Shut up, he growled, throwing the insolent angel down on the bed before taking his cock into his mouth. That ought to distract the bastard. Zira gasped in surprise as much as arousal as Crowley showed off what his own tongue could do. The cock was still soft and small enough to toy with, but that would soon change under his ministrations. He rolled it with his tongue, massaging it against the roof of his mouth as Zira sighed his name. Aziraphale closed his eyes and huffed out a quiet moan as the clever demon worked him up to full arousal and beyond. It was a testament to Crowley's skill that he was able to get the angel there so quickly after all that terrible business with the whip. What in heaven's name had that been about? He hadn't seen Crowley like that in a very long time. Not since 500 AD. And then to lie to Aziraphale's face, then getting uppity about the angel's assertion that he was deceptive. The nerve! Demons can't love, as though... Oh... Aziraphale were too stupid to feel all the love around Crowley. Granted, it had taken him longer to cotton onto it than he'd prefer to admit, but still. He knew very well that not only could Crowley love, but that he did. And quite a bit. It was a bit... <sighs> insulting to think Aziraphale... Oh, goodness gracious, a principality couldn't send such strong feelings of love after... Oh, 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 my... after so long. But then again, perhaps Crowley didn't know Aziraphale could sense love at all. Had he ever mentioned the ability out loud? He couldn't recall. It did seem unlikely that the demon would attempt such a clumsy, oh yes, like that, clumsy deception if he knew Aziraphale could feel his love. A more disturbing possibility was that Crowley believed himself incapable of the love he so strongly felt. 
Maybe it was twisted up in all the layers of sulfur, agony and distrust. Maybe he truly didn't recognize the potential of his own heart. Aziraphale braced himself on his elbows and peered down at the demon bobbing so prettily between his legs. His raven hair was a riot of silken waves cascading over creamy shoulders. You're gorgeous, Aziraphale breathed, choking with his own emotion. Crowley opened his eyes and peered up at him through a fan of dark lashes, and Aziraphale gasped again. The demon's eyes were glowing in the darkness of the room, casting an eerie light over his cheekbones as he slowly drew his lips up Aziraphale's length. They burned unholy orange across the bright yellow, but that always happened when Crowley felt any strong emotion, be it arousal or fury. But this time, a green light glowed deep beneath the slitted pupils of his lover, and Aziraphale groaned heavily when he recognized it as a reflection of his own grace. Unshed tears gathered in Crowley's eyes, and for a heart-stopping moment, Aziraphale feared he'd hurt the demon with his holy power. He rested it back, pulling it safely away from the demon just in time for his orgasm to break, throwing Aziraphale back to the bed and spilling into Crowley's waiting mouth. Ha! he gasped, alarmed and sated at the same time. Oh, Crowley, are you all right? Yep, came the cheeky response from below. Aziraphale still couldn't manage to pry his head off the mattress to check. From the lewd smacking of lips, he trusted the demon truly was uninjured. Sure enough, Crowley soon flopped down beside him, eyes fully back to normal, if now somewhat smug. I thought maybe I'd... Aziraphale began before cutting himself off. Perhaps he was mistaken. There was no telling what effect his grace would have on Crowley now. It might not harm him at all. Still best not to find out, lest the opposite be true. Something wrong, Angel? Crowley asked. Not at all, Aziraphale answered honestly. He was just emotional and imagining things. It had been a difficult few decades for them both. It was only natural for them both to be a bit discombobulated. He'd be in better control of his grace next time. It was no doubt just an overreaction to missing the demon so much and spending so much time in heaven. Or an overreaction to Crowley's strange strop and disturbing request. It wouldn't happen again. He'd be more careful from now on. No grace, 
no gentle lovemaking, no dearests. At least not until Crowley was ready for them. Aziraphale couldn't help but smile at that thought.